Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Traditionally Speaking. My name's Tom and Joe and I are going to be discussing a very interesting topic in this particular episode. We all know that Santa Claus is the ultimate in joy and happiness and goodwill for everyone at Christmas period, but for every light there must be a dark and like yin and yang we're going to be discussing Santa's doppelganger, the sinister <laughs> Krampus. Oh, I like that, Tom. Boy, I'll tell you, you're getting really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and for those who are not familiar, there is actually a Feast of St. Nicholas, which takes place on December 6th. And it celebrates the death of St. Nicholas um, and all of his good works. But on the eve of the Feast of St. Nicholas, St. Nicholas travels with another, as Tom mentioned, a doppelganger uh, that isn't as friendly toward children and is a, rather a scary figure throughout much of uh the the Norse area and you know mid asia and europe and he's known by a many many different names and different looks and i mean he goes by krampus pelsnickel or belsnickel he's known as neckruprick in germany hanstrop and so many more names what do they call him in scotland tom well, the closest that we have in Scotland is a chimney demon called the Crom du Nanola. And this uh, particular legend is predominantly in the Western Isles of Scotland. Um, but basically the idea is that um, if young kids are told, you know, you, you need to be good, you need to do, you know, do good deeds and behave yourself, um, or otherwise you're going to get a visit from this Crom Nu Nanola. Now, this is basically a, a spirit that inhabits your chimney on Christmas Eve, and it can whisper terrifying things down the chimney at you. Um, now, this, for this reason, um, the Yule log was uh, always set to burn in a Scottish fire all the way through Christmas so that the fire didn't go out. And the idea was, you see, that if the fire went out, the demon could get down your chimney. So you had to make sure that that fire was burning. Um, and uh, that that uh, tradition uh, continues uh, in the Western Isles to this very day. And actually, they even made a movie called Krampus, which I'm sure most Americans are at least familiar with vaguely. And it, it followed that same thing, that if the fire went out, Krampus could get in. And once he came in, you know, Lord help you if you weren't the best children, because he would do all kinds of nasty things, everything from bringing switches to terrible legends of, of you know, Krampus uh, taking children to eat or, you know, taking them to hell, uh, depending on, again, where Krampus was and where he inhabited. But all these different traditions came out of the fact that you know, Santa rewards all the good children, but if you're bad, here's a reason not to be bad. And but it was a scary reason. And boy, I'll tell you, he uh, invade a lot of homes and do a lot of nasty things for on kids. 
and it, it still scares kids today. And they even have festivals for Krampus and Pell's Nickel and so on uh, in different uh, countries. And we even have one uh, in the US and Pennsylvania. And I understand that they're doing some things in Indiana as well. So again, it's one of those things, it's, it started from the European side and has kind of spread over into this country. But uh, again, so many variations on this and so many different looks. Uh, and of course, a lot of the people now with the Krampus movie realize, you know, remember the uh, kind of horned demon looking Krampus and are kind of scared and put off of from that creature. So <laughs> lots of different variations. Yeah, isn't that the fascinating thing? Because there's all these, you know, different descriptions of, of Krampus's appearance and different names. But, uh, you know, a lot of folklorists think that the Krampus legend goes all the way back in history to, to pre-Christian times. You know, so it's something that has been adapted uh, to, uh, to conform to the St. Nicholas story. Uh, and, uh, you know, that has actually been around a lot longer. Yes, even well before St. Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah, and they, that's another intriguing thing, actually, is because his name, um, Krampus, uh, is thought to be from uh, Old Bavarian, uh, where it means deathclaw. And um, anyone who's played the Fallout range of computer games will know what a deathclaw looks like, and it's not something to be trifled with. No, no. It was a very, very dangerous thing to even see, let alone get anywhere near yeah, exactly that. So, so he's uh, not necessarily someone that you want to see uh, anywhere near your Christmas stocking on Christmas Eve. But I got to tell you, there is a fascination in America now that is growing about Krampus. And again, as I mentioned uh, that movie, but also too, I mean, it's just something that, you know, as with a lot of different horror things and that kind of thing, it kind of sparks people's imagination. And you're starting to see Krampus appear more and more and more. And I actually even decided to write a book about the faces of Krampus, where I kind of blend a lot of these different characters like Pelsnickel and Nectaruprik and together as an individual and talk about the different legends and such and how he gets around. I mean, in some areas, he even flies on a horse. So, you know, um, bringing treats and goodies rather than than just santa bringing treats and goodies but you have to be able to say your prayers and say them properly and if you can't do that then all of a sudden he pulls out a switch so <laughs> and and you get a, a good uh, spanking with that but anyway but i put together this book because there were so many fascinating legends on this and I thought it yep. would be fun. So I kind of, you know, made it to the point where, you know, the Krampus has, had been going around and punishing the naughty kids. But now uh, I introduced the real ugly Krampus and made him a demon of the devil that was stealing children. And now the um, Necht Ruprik has to protect the kids instead of punishing them. And it actually won an award uh, in the holiday category. So <laughs> I was quite pleased about that. 
Yeah, seriously, everyone, you want to get a, a copy of The Faces of Krampus because it really is a fascinating tale. Um, you will be amazed at, uh, you know, just how many different aspects there are to this very enigmatic character. And uh, and actually, you know, in terms of his role, um, it's a little bit like Jack Skellington in The Nightmare Before Christmas. You kind of get the feeling that Krampus isn't quite 100% on the right page when it comes to Christmas and he's doing his own thing. Exactly right. And it just just like anything can be, you know, perverted slightly, not necessarily on purpose, but by accident. And that's how this kind of came around. Uh, and of course, some of the uh, some of the characters, you know, have have run into a little bit of a flack from, you know, different religious and um, traditional uh people trying to clean up the act and not portray uh, people of certain ethnicities and such. So a lot of things have changed over the years too and are changing. So even talking about some of the traditions of Nekruprik or, or some of the uh, handstrap, you know, that's even changing in modern times. Yeah, I mean, because if there's one thing we can say about Krampus, it's that he is a survivor. Um, I mean, you, you can go back to, in terms of modern interpretations, the 6th or 7th century uh, and see lots of uh, you know different Krampus legends throughout Europe. Um, but I mean, that spreads throughout Eastern Europe to Western Europe. Um, you then start to see it coming across with um, you know Dutch immigrants, particularly to America. Um, and then you have this new wave of popular culture, um, which has helped people to find out more about Krampus in the last few years. So, I mean, he doesn't seem to be going anywhere too soon. Yeah, and as I mentioned, you know, they're trying to uh, bring him into movies and such, which obviously is going to spread his um, recognition throughout other parts of the country. And as I said, they do a couple festivals in the East now, but that's even starting to spread further West in the Americas. Um, and and again, some countries don't do much at all with with uh, with this figure and have kind of faded from tradition. But other ones, you know, are kind of starting to form their own festivals just right around Krampus itself. So, which is interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, there's a very famous um, Krampus festival in Salzburg in Austria. Um, yes. I mean, people can people can see that on on YouTube because that always draws big crowds. Yes, and you know, again, typical anything around Christmas holidays seems to to draw big crowds if you start doing festivals, and and this is just another reason. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a lot of fun with that one, and I got to tell you, some of these costumes you see. You want to talk about elaborate and detailed and huge. I mean, it's just, I'll tell you, I, I've seen some of these. And it's like, I wouldn't get caught dead in a dark alley with one of these. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, some of them are absolutely incredible. And, uh, and you know, are taken very seriously as well, because um, just as Santa is a figure who has evolved and changed, developed with the times. Um, you see the same thing with, with Krampus. You know, I mean, if you look at the, the Middle Ages um, and the way that the character was depicted then, and then you look at how things have changed um, over, the, over the years, I mean, you see a very different character who really has moved to, to meet with the public expectation. 
And I'd be interested to hear from our listeners. Do you do anything or have you ever talked about or celebrated uh, Feast of St. Nicholas or uh, the Krampus uh, figure at all? Um, I mean, do you watch movies about it? Do you talk about it? It, it, Does your family even know about it? I'd, I'd really love to know, especially in America, if this is spreading further than what I'm familiar with, and whether or not um, you'd be interested in, in learning more about this. I mean, again, not not just through my book, but through any uh, information on Krampus. You can find some stuff on the internet. And again, just depending on which country you're talking about, it's almost entirely different figures in a lot of places. Yeah, I mean, that's something that occurred to me recently. I, I discovered for the first time a few weeks ago um, something called Krampus Karten. Um, and these are Krampus oriented greetings cards that you can buy in Alpine towns. Um, I saw now, that. Yeah, I saw that. Well, you can get them predominantly in places like Switzerland and Austria, um, but I'm not entirely sure what your friends and family would think if you sent them a Krampus Karten um, because, uh, you know. <laughs> He's a figure that, you know, isn't quite as jolly and friendly as Santa's. Uh, not in any stretch. No, <laughs> definitely a figure to be feared. It's almost like a threat. Hmm. I suppose it is, yes. <laughs> Have you been good? God help you if you haven't. <laughs> but I really would. I'd be very interested in hearing from our listeners about whether or not they know much about Krampus or if they've seen anything going on in their state or their uh, area, um, you know, we can uh, explore this even further and let others know. Yeah. I mean, do you have a particular Krampus legend where you live that you want to tell us about? Um, Is it like the Krom Duna Nula here in Scotland where it's little known, but uh, widely feared in the area where it's still popularized um you know there are so many different takes on this legend um you know please share with us your own views and how can they best do that tom uh, well they can come and visit us on our website at www.traditionally-speaking.com and they can leave us a message on the website and we'd love to hear from you i mean we love to interact with our listeners and uh, talk about some of the subjects we we address and what you'd like to hear about, too. I mean, goodness only knows we keep finding more and more stuff to talk about, but we're always interested in what you want to hear about as well. So by all means, please do contact us at our website and let us know what you'd like to like us to discuss, and we'll see what we can find out about it. And I think it's probably important to point out that if Krampus happens to be listening, both of us have been very good this year and are both on the, the nice list. So there's no need for Krampus to pay a visit, let's hope. <laughs> and he doesn't even have to accompany me on the Feast of St. Nicholas, I promise. <laughs> he can stay at home. <laughs> well, thank you all for tuning in on this. And I I hope you enjoyed the uh, learning a little bit about uh, Krampus and all his... Uh, relatives, if you will, across the the world. But uh, do stay tuned in. We will have a new subject next month for you. Yes, thanks very much, everyone, for having uh, joined us today. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye.